Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Prenatal fitness also keeps mood swings at bay and may decrease your risk of postpartum depression. Exercise releases feel-good endorphins. We know Legally Blonde told us that, right? (laughs) That literally make you happier. (laughs) You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, happy Monday. So I am on solo today for you guys. It has been a minute since I've done a solo episode. So today we are talking all about preparing for labor and specifically 10 things you shouldn't forget to do. So for most mamas, birth does feel like the great unknown. Am I right? You're going to your prenatal visits, checking things off your third trimester to-do list. Maybe your hospital bag is even packed. Yet as your due date draws closer, feelings of anxiety, what ifs, and maybe even some fear are filling your head. Maybe you're actually thinking, can I really even do this? Well, I'm here to tell you that you can, and it's going to be okay. Take a deep breath and let's spend the next 30 minutes talking about things that you can do to ease this fear. In this podcast episode, my main focus is giving you 10 things you should do before labor starts. And if I'm piquing your interest with birth prep talk here, you should totally check out our free birth preparation workshop we just released this past week. In fact, this podcast episode is specifically in honor of this free class that we just put out. In our first ever totally free mini class, you'll discover the three elements of birth preparation that pack the most punch towards a positive experience, walk away with tons of actionable tips you and your partner can start practicing right away, participate in live demonstrations of pain coping strategies, and be well on your way to an even better birth. We've had over 6,000 mamas take the class already just in the first week with so much amazing feedback. You can check it out over at mommylabornurse.com slash free dash birth dash workshop. Again, that's mommylabornurse.com slash free dash birth dash workshop. And we'll make sure it's linked in this week's show notes too. All right. Are you ready to talk birth prep? Let's get right into it. So let me ask you something. So are you getting to the point in your pregnancy when you're thinking about birth? I'm sure that it's always kind of on your mind, even in your first trimester. But as you get, you know, through your second trimester, getting into your third trimester, maybe you're even very far, you know, 39, 40 weeks. 
and you're really starting to think about birth. So I'm here to tell you that you are in the right place, and this is the podcast episode to listen to. (laughs) So as a labor and delivery nurse, I know that there is a lot of info out there regarding birth preparations. What do you do? Do you do this? Do you do this the right way? It can be tricky and very overwhelming to weave through what's actually necessary to do and what's actually not really necessary to do. In a perfect world, I think we would all try to do everything, like all the things, but that's just not possible for a lot of us. So today, I am going to boil it down to 10 things you can do to prepare for labor and birth, things that will have a positive impact on your birth and transition into motherhood, and things I don't want you to skip. Some of these things I think you know, you don't think about them until you think about them. (laughs) So let's hop right in. Okay. So the first one is, first of all, I want you to just keep a positive mindset. That is number one. This seemingly simple labor prep tip packs a serious punch. You guys, if you can stay positive in your mindset and vision for your upcoming birth, I can guarantee it will be better. I'm going to be honest. This whole buzzword notion of manifesting (laughs) isn't something that comes naturally to me. I'm going to be honest. I try it, but it doesn't always work very well and it doesn't really come natural. But there is no doubt in my mind that the mindset you bring to your birth is going to impact your perception of the experience. So what do I mean by that? Well, simply having a positive mindset probably can't reduce your risk of something unexpected happening like an unplanned C-section, stalled labor, you know, anything else. But it can help you approach unexpected outcomes with grace and a sense of peace. What's more, a positive mindset can help with your perception of the pain of labor too. In fact, that's one of the big principles of hypnobirthing, and that's what we talk about in Birth It Up as well. If we can change our attitude towards birth and the pain especially, and even the terminology we use to describe birth, for example, calling them surges or waves versus contractions, we will be better prepared to handle the pain. So how can you encourage a positive mindset surrounding birth? Like what does this actually even mean? So number one, I want you to listen to positive and redemptive birth stories. We've actually featured so many right here on the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast, and the birth hour is actually another great place to find them as well. Number two, I want you to use birth affirmations and mantras. This is another thing I definitely talk about in Birth It Up. You can print them out, write them down, actually say them out loud to yourself. Even before labor, practice yourself actually like saying them. You can train your mind to trust your body and feel positive about your upcoming birth instead of anxious or worried. And finally, get educated. You guys know I preach this, but the less sense of unknown that's there, the easier it's going to be to stay positive and feel good before labor even starts. I love that you're already listening to this podcast and I know, you know, that you're already thinking, you already know that education is so, so powerful to having an even better birth. All right. So let's get into the next full point. So number two, the next thing I want you to not skip is think through the logistics. Okay. So I see a lot of birth prep checklists out there. We have a lot of them too, but I often don't see this item on them. And I think it's so important. It may seem obvious, but working through and planning out the logistics surrounding birth can eliminate so much mental burden from your mind, thus leading to the positive mindset in tip number one, like I talked about. The thing about birth for anyone that's not having a planned induction or a planned C-section is that we don't know when it's going to happen. 
For a lot of us, that makes us feel a lack of control and can even provoke a sense of paralysis in the planning department for sure. But actually, you can plan for the logistics of heading to the hospital and being away for a few days during your hospital stay. Here is a little list of logistics to plan for and other tips to reduce your planning stress. So first of all, I want you to do a dry run to the hospital with your partner or whoever, you know, is coming with you before you're in labor. This way you'll know exactly where to park, where you can get dropped off, and which door to enter. You can get a sense of how long it's going to take to get there, the best route to take, you know, and etc. I know a lot of people don't regularly go to their local hospital and their appointments are at another location, so don't make your first trip to the hospital while you're in labor. Oh, and definitely ask if there is a different entrance during overnight hours at one of your prenatal appointments so that you can check that out too. I know at my hospital, that's how it is. Like if you're here before 9 p.m., you go in this door. If you're here after 9 p.m., you go in that door. All right, so the next thing I want you to do in terms of logistics and preparation is install baby's car seat when you hit 37 weeks. Once you install it, it'll be waiting and ready when you need it. What's more, by getting it done early, you can have it inspected for safety. Usually local fire departments or your town hall have a car safety tech available on certain days of the month, or you can check your town's website to make a call and find out, you know, when that's going to happen. Best advice, I know if you guys listened to that episode with Bridget, the car seat tech, she said a really easy way to find a tech in your area is to go to the CERT database, and that is just cert.safekids.org, C-E-R-T dot safekids.org, and they have a little button on there that you can find a tech in your area. All right, moving on. So when we talk about logistics, we want to make sure we think about our other children too, obviously. So making childcare arrangements for other children is our next tip, our next bullet point. Okay, so this can be one of the most stressful logistics to plan for. I know that from firsthand knowledge. (laughs) And the biggest thing to make sure of is that you have someone on call overnight because obviously you can go into labor, you know, overnight. Ask them to keep their phone on loud and near where they sleep from 37 weeks on when you're 37 weeks on just in case it happens. This was my biggest worry as a second time mom versus when I was a first time mom. You don't really have to think about that. And remember, if you don't really have anyone local that you can coordinate for childcare, this is one of the instances where an elective induction might make sense for you. It's never something I recommend lightly, of course, but I understand it's reality for some of you. Moving on. So pets. Yeah. Got to think about our pets too. So if you have pets that will need care while you're at the hospital giving birth, coordinate this ahead of time too. You'll need to find someone that is available on call and has a flexible schedule as well. All right. And finally, when we talk about logistics, I think it's really important to think about creating a household cheat sheet. If you're going to need someone to care for your pet or other children, creating a little cheat sheet or info guide for them about your house can really, really help. Include important safety information, details about sleep, nap, eating schedules, foods they like, places to go. You know, we're talking about your kids and your pets here. I mean, write whatever you need to on there. This will be especially important if the caregivers, you know, are from out of town or they don't typically spend extended periods of time with your other children or pets. You can also include information such as when trash pickup happens, any household help that comes, errand, grocery lists, if they're looking for ways to be helpful, and chores that they can do around the house to help prepare for you to bring baby home. I mean, if you got extra time, if the kid's napping or if you're just taking care of a pet, hey, can you do some laundry for me? 
All right. So moving on to point number three, remember there are 10 tips in this podcast episode. So number three is when we talk about preparing for labor, I think this is the one that most people don't forget, but number three is packing a hospital bag that counts. On a basic level, most pregnant mamas know you know, that they need a hospital bag, just like you pack for any two to three day trip away from the house. Well, yes, but when it comes to your hospital bag, you want to put a little more thought into it. I actually do have an entire article with hospital bag checklists for mom, your partner and baby. And then I have a cute little guide that you can download as well. It's just at mommylabornurse.com slash hospital checklist. Some of the tips that I include in that article are packing individual bags for labor, recovery, partner, and baby. So this is hands down the best advice I can give you as a labor and delivery nurse. This way you're not rooting through a black hole bag of stuff looking for something that you need like during labor. Another tip is only bring the labor stuff in during labor and maybe your partner's bag, you know, if they need some stuff too. bring your recovery bag, anything that you need in postpartum when you're settled in your postpartum room. You can always run out to the car. It's really, really easy. I also want you to think comfort when it comes to clothes that you pack and emphasize nursing friendly options. If you plan to breastfeed for me, this meant lots of wide waisted band lounge PJ type pants, comfy nursing camis that opened (laughs) really easy and really lightweight cotton robes. Another tip for your hospital bag, include birth props that you'll need or breastfeeding pops. If your hospital doesn't provide them like, you know, a birth ball, a nursing pillow, your pump, just good starting point. You'll want to talk to your provider about this. Like some hospitals are going to differ obviously with props that they have. Next up with your hospital bag, I don't want you to pack too much stuff for baby. So the hospital will provide pretty much all of what you need unless they tell you otherwise. I know in some countries they don't provide a lot of stuff for baby and they want you to actually bring diapers and wipes and stuff like this. But at least here in the United States, hospitals are pretty stocked with baby supplies. You could literally bring nothing for them but the car seat. Most moms I know do like to pack a special going home outfit and maybe, you know, a cute little swaddle for some pics in the hospital though. That's totally fine. And finally, the last tip regarding hospital bags is put a little list of last minute items right on top of your bag. So things like chargers, your favorite pair of maternity leggings, you know, they might not get thrown in until the last minute, your pillow, something like that. Make sure you don't forget these items by putting a little visual reminder on top of your bag. I did this just with a post-it note. I wrote my wallet, my charger and my pillow on there. And I stuck it right on my bag. And then as we were leaving, I said, Oh, grab this, this, and this. All right. Moving on to point number four, 10 ways to prepare for labor. So point number four is prep your body for labor and delivery. We actually just put out our brand new free birth preparation workshop. If you guys haven't heard about it, it's awesome. It's a whole hour long. It's like a free little class that you can sign up for. And spoiler alert, one of the things that we talk about really heavily in this class is prepping your body for labor and delivery and how important that is. If you want to sign up for this free class, you can just head over to mommylabornurse.com slash free dash birth dash workshop. So yeah, this point number four is preparing your body for labor. So when we talk about preparing your body for labor, 
We talk about preparing your cervix for labor, encouraging baby into an optimal position for birth, and strengthening and activating the muscles used during childbirth. So what do these points actually mean? Okay, let's talk about your cervix first. So as your due date gets closer, some changes are occurring inside of your body, usually without you even knowing, that help your body push a baby out. This includes ripening when your cervix gets softer, effacement when your cervix gets thinner, and dilation when it starts opening up. And this is the one, obviously, that we hear most about. For many women, these things will happen just naturally, but there are a number of things that you can actually do to encourage these physical changes and help promote spontaneous labor. I go over a few of these things in detail inside that free class. And I also go over a ton more in our full birth courses as well. All right, so let's talk about encouraging baby into an optimal position. So this is another key way to prepare your body for labor because if baby is in a head down position, looking at your back, also known as OA, occiput anterior position, you will increase your odds of spontaneous labor. And I don't think I mentioned in this podcast episode, but spontaneous labor means that you're starting labor on your own. We like that. This is because baby's head will actually help do those three things I talked about before, ripening your cervix, effacing your cervix, and dilating your cervix. So there are a number of movements and methods that can get baby's head down and engaged. I bounce on my birth ball in the free workshop, show you some techniques you can do with your birth ball. I've done posts on curb walking, the mile circuit, you can check that out. And then forward leaning inversions are also really beneficial as well. And finally, when we talk about strengthening your muscles for birth and postpartum, I can't talk to you about physical labor prep without talking about a little bit of fitness. So did you guys know that there are actually a ton of research-backed benefits of prenatal fitness related to birth? A few of my favorite points include a shorter labor and delivery. So there was a 2018 study that showed that women who exercise during pregnancy will have a significantly shorter labor and delivery than those who don't. Another benefit, a higher chance of an epidural free birth, if that's your goal. The same study showed a correlation between regular exercise during pregnancy to less epidural use during labor. Prenatal fitness also keeps mood swings at bay and may decrease your risk of postpartum depression. Exercise releases feel-good endorphins. We know Legally Blonde told us that, right? <laughs> that literally make you happier. <laughs> and finally, the last benefit, an easier postpartum recovery. Doing a fitness routine designed for pregnant mamas will help you strengthen your pelvic floor and core now for an easier recovery after birth. All right, the sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. So this one is from Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, Thank goodness for the towel trick during pushing because our sweet baby arrived in less than an hour and at a surprising nine pounds, two ounces. Wow, that's pretty big. That's bigger than both of my babies for sure. <laughs> that was a total surprise to everyone, the doctor included. I cannot thank you enough for your course because there were reminders and tips everywhere from breathing through contractions to the epidural process itself to pushing. I felt so knowledgeable throughout the entire labor process, which really made for a positive experience as a first time mom. So grateful for you. Amazing. She took Birth It Up, the epidural series. So if you're interested in the same course that she took, you can head over to mommylabornurse.com and just click on the epidural series. All right, let's get right back into this week's episode. 
There are a ton of different fitness programs out there, and it's really just kind of what floats your boat. I mean, I've had a dozen of different people on here to talk about fitness, and some people prefer to go to the Pilates route. Some people really, really like prenatal yoga. Some people really, really like strength and core stuff. My advice is finding something that you enjoy and something that's not too hard. Usually if it's too hard, then you probably don't enjoy it. So focus on doing something that you enjoy. And another piece of advice is to find a program that is taught by someone who knows pregnancy and who knows postpartum. All right, moving right along into our preparation stuff that you shouldn't forget about when you prep for labor. So number five, creating a birth plan. Yes. I love birth plans. You guys knows this, know this. So creating birth plan, but staying flexible. Birth plans are something that I encourage every pregnant mama to create. Whether you have a strong birth vision, aren't totally sure, are scheduled for an induction, or even if you have a plan C-section, there is so much value in the process of creating a birth plan. A good birth plan template will alert you to choices and options you may not have known existed. It'll spark knowledge and curiosity and begin to remove some of the unknowns of birth. It's a wonderful jumping off point for dialogue and conversation with your provider. And it's also a great way to make sure your partner or other support person is on the same page as you. But the big caveat here is to remember that a birth plan is not a binding contract. Keep that positive mindset that we talked about in tip number one and add in a healthy dose of flexibility in place to make sure that your birth plan enhances your experience and helps you visualize alternative outcomes as well, instead of making your birth wishes more rigid. We have a great template that you can use, had a lot of moms use it, and we get really great reviews from nurses and you know providers because it was Ding, 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 made by a nurse. Woohoo. <laughs> you can just head over to mommylabornurse.com slash birth plan, and it's just a free little download that you can grab. All right, moving right along. Number six, don't skip the childbirth class. Okay, you guys know I had to put this one in here. So no prepare for labor guide would be complete without the advice to take a childbirth class. I am a firm believer in the power of education when it comes to birth. And the best way to know that you're learning what you actually need is with a comprehensive, high quality expert taught birth class. The good news is that in today's day and age, that doesn't mean dragging yourself to a hospital-hosted birth class at 7 p.m. to sit in an uncomfortable chair or to an all-day event where you don't retain any of the information on a Saturday when you would rather be sleeping in. (laughs) Online birth classes make it so easy to get totally educated and prepared for birth on your own schedule from the comfort of your own home. You guys know we have great ones over at mommylabornurse.com. You can check out Birth It Up, the epidural series, the natural series, or the C-section series right there. All right, number seven. So help your partner become a knowledgeable source of support. Yes. A story that I often tell is how much I prepared myself for labor and birth. Yes, even as a labor and delivery nurse, but how little I did to prepare my husband before our first son, Walter, was born. Honestly, I took it for granted that he'd know what to expect and didn't encourage any kind of concrete prep for him. Not so great. (laughs) That was a big mistake. He had no idea what to expect when we were in it and felt totally lost on how to support me when he saw me in so much pain. So learn from my mistake and help your partner prepare too. Here are some things that you guys can do. 
So number one, complete a childbirth class together and actually practice the things that it teaches. Number two, create a birth plan as a team. You see, we're talking about all the same things. We've got to put all together here. So create a birth plan as a team. You both together review it when you're full term. This will help your partner better advocate for your wishes. Number three, talk about birth with friends who are veteran parents. Ask for the birthing partner to tell things from their point of view. Sometimes that turns out well. Other times you get horror stories, you know, take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) And finally, share labor and delivery content that you find useful with your partner. You know, like Instagram posts, articles, weekly pregnancy emails you get from me, podcast episodes, anything. Send them stuff as you see important stuff come along. All right, we've got three more points to talk about when we talk about preparing ourselves for labor, things not to skip. So number eight is practice your pain coping strategies before you're in it. It's all well and good to read about pain coping strategies and even, you know, learning about them if you're in Birth It Up, learn about breathing techniques, relaxation techniques, but if you don't practice them, it can be really hard to put them to use when you're actually experiencing the pain of labor. I love to tell mamas to practice their breathing and relaxation techniques while holding an ice cube. And this is actually something that I do in that free class. So like I said, I definitely encourage you to check it out. Like I said, it's totally free. Just check it out at mommylabornurse.com slash free dash birth dash workshop. I hold an ice cube and do a bunch of different things, you know, to help practice and help get your mind prepped and ready for labor. An ice cube is really good because it gets you, you know, kind of feeling uncomfortable. Like it's not so comfortable to hold an ice cube. So it's forcing you to put a lot of mental effort into using strategies that you're using. Like we practice relaxing your jaw while holding an ice cube. We practice squeezing it and relaxing it and some other things. It's real good. Definitely check out that free class. All right, number nine. So I want you to do some nesting activities. So I think a lot of you can agree that when things feel organized and accounted for, our minds can better relax. And that's probably where a lot of the nesting instinct just naturally comes from. We want to feel like everything is totally ready, checked off on a list so that our minds aren't cluttered with to-dos. So I say, as you work on prepping for labor and birth, lean into that nesting instinct. It's okay. And get your house totally organized stocked and prepared to bring home your new baby. All right. And finally, the last point when we talk about getting prepared for labor and delivery, set things up for postpartum too. Yes, guys. So to round out this list on preparing for labor and birth, I want to make sure you give some attention to postpartum prep too. Stocking your house with postpartum essentials and doing some things ahead of time to make your transition into life with a baby easier are two super valuable things you can do. So first of all, stock your freezer with easy to heat, nourishing meals. Whether you cook them yourself, get a loved one to handle this, or just load up in the freezer aisle at the grocery store, Trader Joe's has a really, really good freezer section for that. Your postpartum self will thank you. Next, get personal care products for after birth. At the minimum, you'll need some good pads for postpartum leading, witch hazel pads and patsicles in the freezer. I just did a reel the other day on how to make patsicles so you can check that out on my page. But yeah, make sure you're stocked up on your personal care items. Next, you'll want to gather breastfeeding essentials too if you plan to breastfeed. Things like nipple cream, a nursing pillow, and breast pads are a solid start. 
And finally, have a safe sleep space ready for baby in your room in addition to that perfectly coordinated nursery. Room sharing is recommended by the AAP for the first 6 to 12 months of their life. So it's important to have that safe sleep space. That is a mouthful. Safe sleep space ready for baby. You don't want to be setting that up, you know, an hour after you get home from the hospital. All right, so that wraps up this little podcast episode about 10 things that you can do to prepare for labor that you might not have thought about. So are you ready to get prepared for labor? You are going to birth it up, mama. (laughs) So with this podcast episode as your guide, you can head over to the show notes page if you want to see them, you know, kind of laid out in a list. You will be well on your way to a more confident birth. These actionable tips will get you totally prepared and ready to rock your birth in no time. If you have a tip to add to this list, I would love for you to comment on the show notes page on our blog, send me a DM, leave a comment on one of my posts. Let's keep this conversation about labor prep going. All right, guys, I will see you on the next episode. KiwiCo is the one-stop gift shop for kids of every interest and age. Kids can discover the mechanics behind everyday objects, learn the science of cooking, explore new cultures, and practice new art and design techniques, all through seriously fun hands-on projects. Give a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. I just opened my four-year-old's first koala crate that I received for him a few weeks back, and I gotta say KiwiCo hit the nail on the head here for Walter. He got this super cute camping kit with a little tea light, paper flames, and a bear backpack he can decorate. As soon as I set it all out for him, he had such a ball. The kid loves anything to do with camping, and mom especially liked that it's not one billion pieces or a huge mess to clean up afterwards. Cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month. They'll explore new worlds and rediscover familiar ones, even without leaving home. From discovering the science of magic to engineering a domino machine and more, their pride and accomplishment sparks creative confidence for ongoing tinkering and experimentation. Every crate comes with a magazine and activity cards featuring research-backed content and activities to nurture your little ones. All shipped right to your door, and there's no commitment so you can pause or cancel anytime. This holiday season, give the gift of a fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiGo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code MLN50 at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KIWICO.com, promo code MLN50. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. 
find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.